Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And welcome back. <laughs> it's us today, we're here, we're surviving. It's always us, but I don't know. Yeah, we are here. Um, <laughs> Are we thriving or are we just surviving them? I'm just surviving. <laughs> I think I'm there too. Sundays are... I like Sunday mornings. I hate Sunday afternoons. Because you have to go back to work. Yeah, soon. You, then you just start, okay, now I have to make my lunch and shower and get my work bag ready. It's just yeah. annoying. So. I get that. I don't... Right now, I don't get that because I just oh, have yeah. swimming lessons, but I still don't even know what classroom I'm going to be in. I only know the building I'm at. I kind of figured. I'm very frustrated. I want to know... One of our family friends who's who's going to be... A teacher in SPED this year said she doesn't even have her case list yet of the students that she's going to have and she's not supposed to have it till Friday so that tells me that I probably won't know until after she does where I'm going to be so that means a whole nother week of just like up in the air not knowing so that sucks I'm sorry I'll get over it (laughs) I just want to be with the same kids as last year, I and know, so you said that. Um, I'm just like I think probably podcast. yesterday. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, and I like saw you for a little bit yesterday. Yeah, I saw you yesterday. Um, State fair. Oh yeah, that's coming starts up this week. It's coming up. You look jazzed. I'm so excited. How um, many times will you go? I think I'll, I'll go at least twice. Okay. Um, if. I get invited more than that, or if other people want to go again, I would go again. I will go zero times. Yeah, I love the State Fair. I've never been. I, f- I feel like you would like the State Fair, but... I probably would. I just, like, I would have to go, like, in an evening. Yeah. Like, That's a random evening. Like the nicest time to go. Right. I think. Like, the evenings after work. Are you doing run fair this year, too, or no? I don't know. I haven't decided. Okay. Because a bunch of my friends are coming into town to do run fair, so... Are you going to go to that? No. I've I've done run fair. It was fine. It wasn't like I loved it. And you have to pay for parking now, too. Um, And last time I was there, you didn't have to pay for parking. So it's like they're just adding costs onto things that I just don't. It's not like my favorite thing in the world. So if I don't go, it's not going to make me sad kind of thing. So I just am not willing to spend 40 bucks just to get in the door. I like the Renaissance Festival a lot. Yeah, and I, mom was surprised by that. She's like, did you know Emily likes the run fair? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, good times. And I was like, you'd think that would be my thing, but. It's fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it when I was there, but it's not, I don't need to go back every year or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, back to the state fair. If you're going and you live in Minnesota, I hope you. Or Wisconsin or Iowa or people come from all over. Yeah, but I'm speaking to my Minnesotans. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I hope you get all the mini donut beer and Sweet Martha's cookies. But if you're not from Minnesota, then fuck you, right? Yeah, I'd prefer <laughs> you don't come. <laughs> it's crowded enough. <laughs> we don't want your kind here, Wisconsinites. Um, yeah. I'm. What do people from Wisconsin call themselves? Is it Wisconsinites? Wisconsinans? Wisconsinians? I- because we're Minnesota, Wisconsin. Let us know. Yeah, now I'm. Now I want to know. Okay. Anything else we want to talk about? No. Okay. Um, we'll get into my story though. 
I feel like um, in my mind, I'm a little nervous. We already did this one. Okay. I don't know why. I literally. We have a doc in our. I know. When I opened it this morning, I was like, ooh, I really hope like we didn't do this one. I don't think we did. I'm always scared you're going to do mine. Yeah, I know. Um, So I'm doing uh the story of Edward J. Adams. Doesn't sound familiar, okay, so we should be okay. So we're going to the state of Kansas. Um, and we're going to go back to the Prohibition area um, to talk about serial killer and notorious criminal um, Edward J. Adams. So Edward J. Adams was born in 1887 on a farm in Hutchinson, Kansas. His birth name was W.J. Wallace. Um, when Edward's dad died at a young age, his mother remarried, and this led to a lifetime of psychological problems. Um, apparently... He and his stepfather did not get along um, because his stepfather made him work really hard. Okay. Like out on the farm. Um, And I guess he just didn't like that. (laughs) So he didn't like his stepfather and he (laughs) hated physical labor, apparently. I mean, I can understand hating physical labor. Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Because of this, when he grew up, he learned to be a barber. And moved to Wichita, Wichita, <laughs> Wichita, <laughs> Kansas in the early 1900s. While in Wichita, he met a man named John Callahan, and that's when he began to get involved with bootlegging, petty robberies, and car theft. Um, I want to talk really quick about John Callahan and like who he was. Okay. Just to give some context, but. Um, he was an American outlaw and bank robber during what was considered the Old West days, and he eventually became the leading underground figure in Wichita during the Prohibition, specifically becoming involved in bootlegging and narcotics. Um, his partnerships with corrupt police officers in the Wichita Police Department allowed the city to become sort of a safe haven for criminals, much like St. Paul did in say, the 1930s. So kind of like St. Paul. Yeah. Okay. John Callahan was eventually convicted of drug smuggling and was sentenced to 25 years of imprisonment, but he only ended up uh, serving seven years before he was released. After he got out of prison, he retired from the criminal business and actually died in his sleep on June 8th, 1936 at the age of 70, which I feel like for people in that line of business and like that's pretty impressive yeah the fact that he died just like in his sleep yeah wasn't murdered or yeah like the ripe age of 70 is quite shocking yeah and that he kind of turned it around a little bit too he just retired after he got out of prison he was like that wasn't for me (laughs) good Uh thanks so much So it seemed as soon as Edward got a taste of the criminal world and the money that would come with it, he soon began a long long life of crime. He did end up getting married at some point, but we don't really have a lot of information about his wife, how they met, how long they were married, etc. But I know he was married at some point. Edward was also known as being super charismatic and someone who attracted a lot of other criminals who followed him, as well as a a lot of ladies um, of a particular, (laughs) like loose ladies, I think they called them. Oh, sex workers. (laughs) Yes. Which is the correct term now. Yeah. Okay. Um... And because of this, the Edward, way your face looked when you're trying to like think of how to call them was, I was like, it, 
It was like, you know, when you can like see the loading. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was yeah. like loading, loading, loading. <laughs> I had the like rainbow wheel yeah. of death. <laughs> Um, Edward did end up eventually forming his own small gang, and with that gang, he began committing bank and train robberies through Kansas, Missouri, and Iowa. In the 1920s, through though army through our man uh, John Callahan, Edwards formed a partnership with the outlaw brothers Ray and Walter Majors. And on September 5th, 1920, they attempted a daytime robbery against a notorious Kansas City gambling den um, on Grand Avenue, which was owned by a man named Harry Truesdell. I'm going to assume this does not go well. Unfortunately for the gang, though, this ended up not going super well (laughs) for them. (laughs) It's like I'm a psychic. Holy shit. A shootout ended up happening between the bandits and the employees of the illegal casino, and it would result in the death of a gambler named Frank Gardner and the eventual capture of the Edwards gang by the police. I just feel like the last place you should probably be robbing in the middle of the day is an illegal gambling den. Probably. Because, like, they're going to be armed. Yeah. They're not going to take any fucks. You know, like, they're going to just do what they have to do to defend themselves so my um next sentence was so clearly this wasn't really planned out very well (laughs) are we sharing a brain what is happening (laughs) (laughs) edward was actually identified somehow as the gunman who pulled pulled the trigger and killed frank gardner and because of this he was sentenced to a life in prison in february of 1921 his partners, Roy and Walter, both received lesser sentences by agreeing to plead guilty to robbery, and they were only sentenced to five years behind bars. However, unfortunately for the brothers, they would both die behind bars. Um, also, side note about the Major brothers, there's also a third Major brother, um, Dudley Major, who was present at the robbery, but he was able to escape the scene before the police were able to capture him. He was eventually caught and served time behind bars in Delaware. Now, you think this would be the end of our story because Edward was sentenced to life behind bars. Right. But that is not the case. Because life behind bars doesn't always mean life behind bars, right? Well, while Edwards was being transported to the Missouri State Prison in Jefferson City, Missouri, Edward actually escaped his prison transport, which happened to be a train. And he just jumped off of the moving train. Uh, I mean, that's a choice, <laughs> I guess. And was able to escape. Oh <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you are willing to jump off a moving train and you survive, then you just deserve to be free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm just envisioning you being one of the prison guards and being like, <laughs> all right, well, bravo. Fuck. All right. We'll get Good you next you. time, Ed. Good for you, man. Good job, Ed. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, and just a few days after after Edwards escaped, he joined up with a man named Julius Finney in a robbery of a bank and general store in Collison, Kansas, on February 11th, 1921. So this man literally wasted no time getting back to his criminal ways. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but Edward isn't super good at not getting caught because just six days later, 
he was captured again in the town of Gordon Plain after he wrecked a stolen car underneath a bridge. Nice. Edwards was sentenced this time to 10 to 30 years in prison at the Kansas State Prison in Lansing, and that was in addition to the life sentence he was already given for the murder. Okay. Um, again, you would think this would be the end of oh our my story, God, no. but it's not. Does he jump off of another train? <laughs> Is there a boat this time? <laughs> On August 13th, Edward once again escaped imprisonment after sabotaging the prison power plant and scaling the Lansing prison walls during the night, along with a few other inmates. Again, Are you fucking like, kidding me? If you're going to go through this effort, like, I mean, this man deserves it, honestly. Like, what? Um, he escaped with a few other inmates, um, Frank Foster, George Weisberger, and D.C. Brown. Um, and then they also had a man named uh, Billy Fintelman who drove the getaway car. Um, with the exception of D.C. Brown, who ended up being captured not long after the escape, the rest of the inmates became the next version of Edward's gang. Over the next few months, the gang had robbed over $10,000 from a bank in Rose Hill in Hayesville, Kansas. Damn. During the Hayesville robbery, Edward pistol-whipped... 82-year-old James Curvell, and he later died of a fractured skull. On October 8th, police attempted to trap the gang near Anoli, Kansas. However, the gang managed to escape after a gunfight, which led Deputy Benjamin Fisher wounded. The gang was then spotted again 11 days later, robbing $500 worth of silver from a bank in the town of Osceola, Iowa. After another attempt to apprehend them, Near Murray, Iowa, the gang killed C.J. Jones before escaping in a stolen car owned by Sheriff E.J. West. Uh, They stole the sheriff's car. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) After this, the gang headed back towards Wichita and the crime spree continued and they robbed 11 more stores um, in Kansas. And they also abducted and later robbed two motorcycle officers outside of wichita um and then they set their motorcycles on fire oh my god (laughs) they're like you're not following us bitches yeah Uh -uh, not today on november 5th 1921 edward shot and killed a patrolman named al young in cold blood while he was on duty it was said that the motives behind the killing was that of a shared love interest between the two men and the woman decided to take up the company of the patrolman versus the criminal i mean sounds safer maybe yeah (laughs) after this the gang committed their most successful robbery with a theft of thirty five thousand dollars after robbing a santa fe express train near the town of ottawa ott yeah ottawa kansas um, thirty-five thousand dollars in nineteen twenty-one is almost six hundred thousand dollars in today's money. Damn. On the evening of November twentieth, nineteen twenty-one. That's like the second time in the last like month your birthday's been been something. Up. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Edward, along with Frank Foster and a man named Nellie Miles, who was a local madman and longtime friend of Edward's. <laughs> I love that. I love that his description is madman. That's how he was described online. So, oh my god, that's so funny. (laughs) George McFarland, who was the local bootlegger, and two alleged sex workers were all out joyriding around in Wichita. 
Another car who had Billy Fintelman, his wife, George Weisberger, P.D. Orcutt, and two unnamed women followed them in another car. Okay. And they were, like, high-speeding it around Wichita. Uh, two motorcycle policemen pulled over. Obviously, two different ones. <laughs> yeah, not the same ones. Because the other bikes are a little twisty. Right. Yeah. Um, pulled over the vehicle carrying Edward when a shot came from that vehicle. It is unknown who actually fired the shot, but it ended up hitting and killing patrolman Robert Fitzpatrick. The group then sped away, dropping off the woman, and left town going south into Cowley, Cowley County. At least they dropped the woman off. Yeah, know? that was nice. They were like, we don't want to be involved in this yeah. anymore. <laughs> Later that same night, the group ran out of gas and stopped at a farm where Edward attempted to steal a vehicle from a farmer named George Oldham. When George resisted, however, Edward shot and killed him. Oh, no. Edward and Frank stole the car and returned back to Wichita. The next day, Edward and Billy McFarland went over to George McFarland's house. Sorry, Billy Fintelman, not McFarland. Okay. I wrote that wrong. To see if they could try to find him. But instead of finding George, they ran into two officers there instead. Edward shot Officer Ray Kastner, wounding him while the other policeman um, actually hid under the bed. And Edwards once again escaped. This guy was like, I... Mm, <laughs> so like, no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> I, I'll just hide under here and you just run, okay? I'll give you to ten. <laughs> One, <Yeah>. two, <laughs> ready or not. It's like, okay, sure. I mean, at some point it's just like self-preservation, right? Oh, sure. Um, Edwards hid out until the day of patrolman Robert Fitzpatrick's funeral, thinking on that day most of the police force would be there and he could escape town. Um, okay, that's actually unnoticed. really good thinking. Kind of, yeah, I agree. Um, so he went to a rental car, like garage, mm-hmm. to lean town town for good. Um, however, the owner of the gar- car garage recognized him and called police. Three officers arrived on scene, and Edward immediately began shooting at them. He shot and killed Detective Charles Hoffman. Jeez Louise. Who pulled Edward to the ground. Officer Charles Bowman was also hit by gunfire. D.C. Stuckey was able to hide behind a pillar and shoot and kill Edward Adams three times. He killed Adams three times. That's too bad. (laughs) You know what I meant. I know. (laughs) It was just a funny way to say it, so I had to be snarky. (laughs) Killing him, finally ending... Uh, his reign of terror in the Midwest. Edward's body was publicly displayed in the city of undertaking parlor in like a celebration that they finally caught him. I think him. they did that with Dillinger's body yeah, too. I think they did. More than 9,000 people came to view the outlaw's body. Oh my God. I know. Edward died at the age of 34. Jesus. And so young. In his 14 months as an outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> this oh is like this is a year and two what? months. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Oh, my God. He was like my age. Yeah. It'd be like if I just decided to go on a spree from now until next December. Okay. <laughs> In his 14 months of as an outlaw, he killed seven different people, including three Wichita policemen, and he wounded at least a dozen others. 18 people were arrested in connection with Edward and his gang all being sentenced to differing lengths in prison, the longest being Frank Foster, who got life in prison. 
did that last sentence make sense yeah so they each person didn't get life yeah they all okay. got different yeah. sentences i don't know why i read it when i read it out loud i was like does that make sense yeah okay. no you're good that made sense yeah and that's the story of edward j adams that was fucking wild yeah that was a wild <laughs> and like okay to be clear we're not like laughing about the fact that he murdered a bunch of people we're laughing because it's crazy right like he escaped jail he went to jail escaped he escaped jail, jail. he yeah. went to jail he escaped prison again because a cop hit under a bed like if it was a movie it'd be kind of comical you'd be like what the fuck is happening yeah so we don't mean any disrespect so please don't take it that way i don't i would hope no one would right you would hope but i just want to vocalize um yeah i've, I've never heard that story it was kind of fun one to do yeah it was very chaotic <laughs> yeah a lot of robbing a lot of killing when you said 14 months i was like it's just so fast what he did he accomplished a lot yeah yeah a lot in 14 months maybe not all oh definitely not all good stuff oh god no um okay my sources were wikipedia.org murderpedia.org legendsofamerica.com um what's scratchpaper.net okay interesting name yeah that is uh. <laughs> our socials are mw madness podcast on instagram that is also our gmail and we are midwest madness podcast on the on facebook that's our group did you see the instagram hmm? oh okay. i said that one with the gmail because they're the same thing just without the gmail for one all right guys well we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you next tuesday Bye.